Welcome to another episode of Called Bank Sports. Uh, today we're going to talk about where each team in the West kind of stacks up uh, and how we see the playoffs ending up. Well, not really ending up, but going into the playoffs, who are going to be the play-in teams, who are going to be locks, kind of what what is the seeding going on. But first off, I want to give a shout out to Gerald Brantley. He was my favorite player on the Jazz <laughs> that didn't get any minutes, and we waived him, so... I was not happy about that, but I hope he goes find, finds a roster spot in another team and can kick kickstart his career, maybe on a non-playoff contender uh, where he can get more minutes. And I, I, I hope he has a good NBA career. I, I had fun watching him when he did play. I definitely think he'll end up getting a spot on another team. I mean, it comes down to the fact, you know, that the Jazz have like the eight to ten rock spots that are probably going to be filled up with veterans, you know. And in the end, who do you want on the end of the bench? Do you want rookies? Like, it's kind of nice to have them there. But at the same time, like, veterans are probably going to provide better backup minutes and be able to go in and play a lot better. So I do think in the end that, like, right move by the Jazz, but it really sucks to see him go. Like, he was a great guy and would have been fun to have him on the team longer. Yeah, 100%. But like you said, when when you contend for a championship – you can't keep everyone. You, you have to find people who are ready to no. play right now. And he wasn't I mean, always there's ready 15 to play. Spots. Yeah, there's yeah. 15 spots, you know, so you can only do what you can do. But today we're going to get into it. We've had it requested to do our breakdown and predictions for the West. So we're going to go through and um, the first thing we're going to do is knock out the teams that, you know, don't count as I hopefully fix my camera. Um which has been okay there we go hopefully it stays on for the whole episode this time but there's 15 teams i mean only 10 teams have a chance and with the play-in and everything so dale and i discussed a bit before the show who just to get rid of completely we're looking at the rockets the thunder um and the kings and the timberwolves both have the talent and the ability to get in there but they don't even deserve any discussion at this point with how they just keep playing. Um, it's just, they've had miserable seasons. So those are the four teams that we are getting rid of. Yeah. And he, like with the Kings, I love De'Aaron Fox, but he had an amazing season last year. He might come out and score 29 points a game, like 12 assists. Like even if he goes Croft crazy, I still don't think they have the coaching staff or the roster there to, get into the playoffs with this how tough the western conference is so yeah it's kind uh, of like unless that there's some Brad- crazy trade i can't see the kings in there it's kind of like a bradley beal situation over there in washington right like they didn't make the play in last year because of just how bad the bottom of the east was but the west is way too deep to just have someone like fox come in and carry your team to the play in like um like west i will give westbrook some credit there but like beal was able to do last year yeah. Um, so those teams, that's the last time we're going to talk about them this episode. Um, so let's move up. And here are the we've we've kind of narrowed it into two other sections. We have the who we think are definitely going to make the playoffs. And we have seven of those teams. So one of those definite going to make I've the got playoffs six. has to be a play. I've got six. Oh, you have six. You know, OK, I, I have I seven. Have six, so well, um, I'm curious. I'm curious where the difference is. And then we have I have four. Nate has five teams of. These are the real contenders for the for the play-in game um, nine as, as the lower seeds. Specifically, yeah. So I know we're in agreement on Memphis, 
the Blazers, the Spurs, and the Pelicans. Um, yes. And the Spurs we threw on there because you can't discount Popovich, but I, I, I don't, I don't see it happening. But to be honest, I, I don't want to have any, you know, um, John Morant slander. But I do not understand the majority of the moves that Memphis has made this offseason in the slightest. And I feel like they've blown things up way too much for me to have that level of faith in them that they'll make the play in. So, but it's kind of like looking at it, like the Memphis or the Spurs have to not make it, in my opinion, because I think the Blazers and the Pelicans will, which puts us at, at nine teams. So I, I'm just not sure which team I, I I think I have less faith in the Spurs, but those are kind of those are where like those are my ten seats. Is it's gonna be the Spurs and Memphis? Um that's kind of where that, I'm at. That, that that barely slip out of it and don't Yeah, one of them's gonna make in and one of make it in and one of them's gonna barely slip out. Cool. And it's probably gonna be the Spurs. I think they're the least talented roster. But like you said, they sell Greg Popovich, and it's not like they don't have anyone on their roster. So yeah, they they can make stuff happen. But uh, I'm not expecting much from them this year. The the one team, so the Blazers are also the other wild card. Where if Damian Lillard isn't on the team, then like that's true. I still think they'll make the play in. I still think they'll be better than Memphis or the Spurs, and they'll have had Lillard long enough to get a to have a decent enough record, but that's like the blazers. I I'm probably sticking the blazers in at eight, even if they lose Lillard and I'm probably going to be going, um, in, in the end, it's probably, I'm probably going Memphis Pelicans blazers. And I know the Pelicans haven't made a bunch of great moves this off season either, but Zion is just better than jaw is really what it comes down to. Yeah, I think that's an interest. I I think the Grizzlies overall roster is better um, when it comes to winning games. Because like we saw them play against the Jazz, like they were gritty, they fought. Uh, I agree with you. They don't have as much talent, though. And then Zion is incredible. Uh, Brandon Ingram, um, he's he's a tough player to play against. Um, I'm, I'm actually shocked that they haven't pulled off like... They haven't really been a solid playoff contender with those two, but I mean, maybe this is the year. This is the year, new coach, right? So, hopefully, a new mm-hmm. coach is able to get them in a better spot. But here's the team that I think could possibly be a play-in team again that no one's talking about, and I'm probably slotting them in at seven or eight. Um, but I think the Warriors have a really have a decent chance of falling a lot farther than people think. Um, just because they, you're, yeah, they are the biggest question mark on, like, I think it's them or the Mavs honest, like, and this might be me being too low on the Mavs free agency move off season moves. But I think the Warriors have a ton of question marks and the Mavs just don't have a ton around Luca unless Kristaps steps up. But yeah, uh, go ahead with the Warriors. I honestly have more faith in KP stepping up than I have in Draymond Green beginning to contribute to the offense in um, Golden State again. And, you know, season's going to start in, what, October 19th, 20th. Mm -hmm. And 
you're not going to have um, Clay Thompson back for, you know, two and a half months. Like, maybe he'll be back by Christmas, but I feel like that was kind of a rumor started. Like, from what I've picked up, is that that's what people want to be true, and that's where that rumor came from. But mid-January is the most realistic shot. So when you're looking at not having him for the first two to three months of the season, and then you're going to have February, March, and a bit of April, like three months of him. So not having Clay for half the season is big. And I don't think the Warriors are going to – I don't think the wook, the rookies, not the Wookiees, are going <laughs> to – are going to step up enough for the Warriors. So the Mavs could definitely fall, but I honestly see the Mavs as a top five seed just because they have everyone healthy that they had last year. They might've not had a great off season, but the Clippers are more likely to fall because they don't have Kawhi Leonard. And I don't think we're going to see him the whole year. And um, the Nuggets did play the end of last season. Amazing without Murray like the end of the regular season they did a really good job so I don't want to say because they don't have Murray they're falling down to like six or seven I just don't know how they're going to do since obviously you saw everyone exhausted without Murray in the finals and there's going to be more breaks built into the regular season this year but I'm still I'm still thinking that they're going to fall out of home court I, I'm not sure. I It'll be interesting. Like, the West is so hard to pick. Just like nobody had the Jazz or Suns as top two seeds last year. Um, I honestly think we're going to do a horrendous job of picking these of picking these teams. Yeah, but looking at the West, though, it's tough even with these injuries. But who's a real championship contender coming in? Like, the Warriors, I would be shocked if they come and win. It's like you said, yeah. plays out for such a long time, uh, and they they don't have the same roster built around them that they did during the dynasty. Like, it's not it's not to the same depth. Um, you look at the Clippers; their best players out probably the whole season. Uh, Nuggets is Jamal Murray out the entire season, or just most of it? Um, um, he might be coming back in March or April. Emphasis on uh, might, though. But like so that's like he's not going to be he'll the have same a month. Jamal Murray in the playoffs. Probably not. No. Um, the the Jazz, as long as like we don't have any current major injuries, just a couple that might be nagging throughout the season. Suns, same story. Lakers, I think they're the same story, but I think the players who keep getting injured are their best players. Um, I, Westbrook tr- has never gotten injured, but like, are you going to trust Westbrook to lead you to a championship? <laughs> I'm trying to like try to like. And put how I feel about the Lakers into words. Since last year, I wasn't super high on the Suns. And obviously, that was a bad take. Like, part of that was Chris Paul injury history. So, and that definitely hurt them in the playoffs. But looking at it, it's like the Lakers, I mean, you're right about injuries. You're right about how I'm not super high on Westbrook. How they have a lot of old players around. Um, around uh, Like, they're, they have the oldest team in the NBA. So they're going to like have to be playing their old players significant minutes. It's not like you get to play Dwight Howard for like 12 minutes a game. He's probably going to be playing 15 to 20. And so who's going to get injured? How is that going to hurt their depth? I'm not a big Russell Westbrook as like a winner 
fan looking at him winning a championship. So maybe they have a great regular season team and maybe they're a top three seed. But I'm also not going to be shocked if they fall down into the play-in tournament again. I, <laughs> like, I, I think... I, I think if what they should shoot for is that three seed. Because that's like you're losing enough games, meaning you're resting your players, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, another thing with the Lakers, though, is like you said that the oldest, one of their youngest players is Anthony Davis, who has now been in the league long enough to be considered a veteran. And he also has injury issues. Yeah. So it's like when you have an old team, you rely on the young guys to be reliable. And one of the younger guys isn't reliable when it comes to injuries. It's really not. Um, Like if I mean, so, I mean, I think we both kind of, did we slate warriors in at seven? Is that, is that our official? So right now, what what do we have from bottom up? I think warriors at seven is reasonable. Yeah. I think we went Memphis at 10 Pelicans at nine blazers at eight warriors at seven. Um, I like that. Uh, and depending on how the Clippers do and how the Warriors do without Clay, because Clay's coming back and Kawhi's probably not. So yeah. Clippers Warriors might be switched, and and Mavs. Um, you want to put Clippers if if Tim Hardaway Jr. So has the same good. year, like, like like you said, Mavs are probably top five. Yeah, if, if their players don't step up, I could see the Mavs being right in that conversation with them yeah i'm good to put an la team at six and if i'm going to put an la team at six it should probably be the clippers that, so, that's my prediction we're going to put los angeles in two spots with no clarification <laughs> hey and what we can do like we can just have them like three and six and just it doesn't really matter in the first round. it doesn't it's the <laughs> battle of la in the first round no i here's the thing Paul George is going to have an amazing regular season. And I'm Mm. interested to see how much he'll end up resting, how much load management will come in. But without Kawhi Leonard, like Paul George is my sneaky pick for MVP because there's not going to be Kawhi. Put the money down now because if you win that, you'll (laughs) you'll, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll consider like, him and obviously, I mean, if I'm putting money down on someone, at least ten bucks is going down on Donovan Mitchell. Just gotta show some love for him. But so if we put Clippers, so here's the thing: if we're putting Clippers at six, I think in the end I'm gonna put Nuggets at five. I think that's where the Nuggets would come in for me. And this is, I, I feel like this is tough because there are a lot of current injuries. We don't know what kind of injuries are going to happen yeah. for current teams. So obviously, like if we get this right, that would be incredible. But there's going to be injuries to other contenders that, like you said, the Lakers may lose LeBron James for half the season, and then they're down where the Warriors are, and then the Warriors may just come out on fire, and then they're up at the fourth, the three or fourth seed. So yeah. Well, like I said earlier, nobody predicted the um the the seeding order last year, like. And I don't feel confident in what I'm saying, but like, I definitely feel like it's plausible. So like once you put the nuggets at five, just because Jamal Murray's out, the the question for me really um, comes down to Mavericks, Suns or Lakers. So this is interesting because 
I'm looking at the teams left. Yeah. Uh, c- coming into this, I did not think the Jazz were going to be a first seed again. Um, I would have been shocked if the Suns were a first seed again. But looking at that, like, are the Mavs going to be the first seed? Probably not. They could be. They, uh, they legitimately like, could be. Luka, if KP comes out and all of a sudden is balling, which, like, I watched a video, um, I think it was by AM Hoops, talking about how, like, if we're being honest, this is the first time that the, um, KP has had a full offseason that he was healthy, like, preparing for the Mavericks. Interesting. I haven't thought um, about that. And so, like, that really could happen. I don't think it's going to, but there is a chance that we've written KP off too soon. And I, and to be fair, as much as I love Rick Carlisle, he was not playing to KP's strengths at all. He no, was he playing KP like he's a he's a stand in the corner three point shooter, and and like and so everyone was talking about how bad his defense was, how how like everything went down last season. But if in your head, like you you're a past all star, you know you're not even you probably haven't even reached your prime yet, and then your your head coach is treating you like that, like even if you're like mentally trying to try your hardest, it's going to be hard to really put out your best product. So, um, I I still don't think he's going to be twenty five points a game. Chris stops. I think he's going to come in and bring his, his twenty a game, and I'm hoping he just comes in and steps up on defense. And that's where the Mavs could use him a ton is his rim protection. So here's going to be my take. I think that injuries um, and just a lack of really like of any like young depth, I'm going to put the Lakers at four. Uh, I, that that's my call there. I don't know who you're going to put there. Um, I I don't know. There's so there's so many question marks. I feel like Lakers at fourth isn't unreasonable. Yeah. But at the same time, if they stay healthy all year, I think Lakers in the first they're going to be the one or two seed. Like they, yeah, they're like, going to be just because so I, they have enough talent that it'll work. And so so because of that, I don't think they're going to be injured so much that they'll drop down to fourth. I think they're probably. Uh, a two seed just because I think they'll be healthy enough during the season to keep it up. But okay. then again, like I thought the Lakers were a top three seed last year and and they weren't. So, um, and, and I, I mean, that was solely based on injuries and yeah, they weren't even healthy in their first round playoff series against the Suns. So if we're going to put the Lakers at two, then probably Mavericks at four. Mavs get a home court series against um, the Nuggets to start out. That'd be a good series. That would be. Are we going to lock it in, Mavs at four? Yeah, I I like Mavs at four. I like like I said, these Nuggets include like one through five is probably can move anywhere. I not I agree with you that Nuggets are probably going to be lower on that one through five, like a four or five seed. But yeah, anyone like thinking about it, anyone, Suns, Mavs, Lakers, Jazz, I wouldn't be shocked if they have a one seed, but I also wouldn't be shocked if they have the four seed. No, uh, the top just seven teams and stuff, the top seven teams, like even with everything I've said about the Warriors, 
they could light it up the first half of the year and get home court by having Clay come in to like to firm things up at the end, you know. Because Steph Curry I mean, is I'm, still Steph Curry. He's yeah. incredible. And I'm pretty confident that that's not going to happen. Like, I'm pretty confident that the play-in is going to stay the play-in. Um, but overall, I'm definitely like, the top six teams could end up anywhere. I mean, that's just how this all, is all working out. So I'm good, good to put the Mavs in at four. Um, and then here's the interesting take, right? So Chris Paul has had a lot of health issues his whole career. And he managed to miss one or two games all of last regular season. But then um, allegedly it seems like had some had, – well, no, definitely had a bit of an injury against the Lakers that held him out. And then maybe like a hand or a wrist injury down the line that he played through. Um, but overall, I do not expect Chris Paul to be healthy enough. And I do not think Devin Booker has arrived to the point that I am comfortable putting them in a one or a two seed. Yeah, I, I agree with you here because like Chris Paul, he did show he could be mostly healthy last year. Um, he did have a couple small things, but he played almost every game in the regular season. Granted, it was a shorter season, but it was a much more compact season. So that might have been tougher. The, he had the longest playoff run of anyone. And so that's going to take a toll. And so coming in, if the if the Suns don't actively try to rest him, which they won't because Chris Paul won't let them, he's going to get injured again. And yeah. and so maybe he'll be healthy for the playoffs and they might have another uh, great playoff run. But I agree. Uh, I can't see him as a one or a two because of those injury concerns. So, And it sounds like we kind of penciled in the Lakers at two. I think we have just. So does that mean the Jazz are the one seed again? And here is why the Jazz are the one seed, um, for me at least. So if you look at continuity, who has continuity? Um, the Jazz and the Suns. Would you put the Mavs in that boat or? Um, I don't know that. No, I wouldn't. New yeah. head coach. So the Jazz and the Suns have continuity. I'm not putting the Nuggets or the Clippers in there because yes, they do have. Well, maybe not the Clippers, but they're both missing a star player for the majority of the regular season, at least. So once I'm down there, then it's like the Lakers are going to be super talented, but we discussed our age and injury concerns, which to be fair, we are concerned about Mike Conley's health. Like That's a legitimate concern we have. And the Jazz did get a bit older. You know, Rudy Gobert could be, I mean, knock on wood, like he hasn't been injured for a while. And there was a point in his career at the beginning where there was some injury history concerns. So is this the year where Gobert goes down, which I'm much happier. I I do think Whiteside would be a good, would be able to step into starting minutes, but does that happen? And how does that hurt jazz continuity? Um, But in the end, I just think the Donovan's going to come in even better than last year. I think he's going to put up MVP type numbers. I really do. I think this is the year where we see him averaging close to 30. Um, and just in the end, the West is so chaotic and no one's going to get their picks right. So why don't we put the Jazz at number one? Like, <laughs> I can make a debate. And what it really comes down to is there's so much parity between those top six and seven teams. Like, 
Paul George could come out and have an MVP season and the Clippers could end up with the one seed. And I would be floored. But that's not out of the realm of possibility. Right? Like, the Warriors, you know, everyone, it could be so competitive that the Warriors stay just close enough and Clay comes back in and they go on another tear like they did in the 73-win season. Which is still probably not going to happen and they could give me a top three seed um it's just so hard for me to feel confident in anything that i feel like it's almost just creating kind of tears putting teams in there and just hoping for the best yeah and here's my argument for both for and against with the jazz like the jazz being the one seed argument for is based off what we've seen last season um and based off of the new uh, players on the roster, like obviously I think the roster is better this year. Uh, if they play the same way they did last year with that same system, I think they're probably the one seed. Uh, yeah. With how they were shooting during the year, it they're not going to lose a ton of games. Um, and with how tight the West is, it's not like there's going to be one team who wins 70 games. I don't, th- I don't see any team in the league doing that next year. I think, the league's competitive enough to to not see that. Um, so the Jazz, if they play like that, I think they're a high fifties win team, and they'll they'll walk away with the first seed. My argument against though is if you look at the Bucks, and we made a video about what the Jazz need to learn from the Bucks situation and how the Bucks won, because the Bucks were the best regular season team for several years in the East but then they couldn't get it done in the playoffs. And I don't think that was because I don't think that was a load management thing. I think that was a, I think it was the exact same problem that the jazz have where Quinn Snyder, he figured out an amazing system on how to win a bunch of games. But when you come in with a system and you don't deviate from it very much, you come into the playoffs and a good team like the Clippers can figure it out and break the system when you give them enough games. And so the Jazz, I think they're going to come in and they'll have that system ready. They can pull it out when they need to. But I think they're going to come in and start experimenting and I think they'll get off to a slow start. That's fair. And I think, uh, but I think, because now there's like, okay, we, we won games in the regular season. That was fun, but you it's it'd be a lot more fun to win a championship. And so I think they're going to be okay with losing some games, especially at first, to figure out some stuff so that they're they have a full deck of cards ready to go into the playoffs and and play chess with anyone who who wants to play. So, but even even if they come in and start experimenting, like you said, Donovan Mitchell's good enough. And if we stay healthy, even with experimentation, we could still walk away with the first seed. Yeah, totally. Um, having a lot of camera issues today, so apologies to everyone. <laughs> We're gonna I'm gonna try to get that fixed here um, for the next episode. But I, I agree with you, like. I mean, what it what it really comes down to is I don't know. Since obviously saying the Jazz are going to be the one seed means they're going to have another incredible year, and that's going to involve the Lakers to um, not be at, not be super great, but we did still put them at two. But saying the Suns are going to be the one seed means they're going to have to have another incredible year. Then I don't think anyone's going to put the Mavs, Nuggets, Clippers, Warriors, Blazers, Pelicans, or Memphis at the one. I'm all so about like Memphis. those are, you know, <laughs> hey, and maybe like, 
And maybe the Mavericks are going to be good enough. Maybe the Nuggets or Warriors or Clippers will stay in contention long enough and then pick up their um, their star player towards the end and make a push. But in the end, like it's not so crazy to put the Jazz at one. So I, I do think that that's what I, I do think that that's totally fine to put it there. Um, to put mm-hmm. them there, obviously, you know that's going to be our thumbnail. Jazz are the one seed again, or something like that. But it, it'll be good. I'm excited. Yeah, and, and so, last, so just to sorry. to read off what we got and, and to sum up the video, because uh, we kind of went backwards, it was probably hard to follow. But uh, one seed through ten seed in the West, we've decided will be uh, starting at one: the Jazz, the Lakers, the Suns, the Mavericks. The Nuggets, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Blazers, the Pelicans, and then the Grizzlies. Um, so let us know what you guys would choose if it's any different. Um, it's it's tough. Like putting it at specific seeds, like Nate was talking about, is pretty tough. It's more like you can put them into tiers. Yeah. Um, so but... so here's here's the thing that I'm going to end this off with, and we can answer this at a later point. Despite all of this, despite looking at going through all the playoff contenders, you know, do you see a team that actually is capable of beating a healthy Nets team? So so we'll answer that down the road. You let us know in the comments. Is If the Nets are healthy, does anyone in the West even have a chance? So thank you guys so much for watching. Um, hope you guys have a great weekend. We're super excited that we're, I think, a month away officially or around there from the NBA season starting. So... Please like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't. And go Jazz!